0: know that 40% of marriages in the United States end in divorce? How does divorce impact our children? What should parents say when telling their child about the divorce? How can we make sure our children don't think they are to blame? And what are normal reactions for children to separation and divorce? Join us today as I interview marie Avet Seltz, a professional counselor we'll discuss divorce in our children. This is Kay Meyer, President of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Welcome, Yvette. Thanks for being my guest today. Oh, my pleasure. Well, when we talked about a topic, you uh, suggested this topic of divorce in our children, and I thought it was a great topic. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've been on the air for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. We've done programs on single parenting and just about I always say almost any topic ever we've done, but we have not done a program specifically on divorce in our children. Why is it so important to you?
1: Well, it's very, very important to me for a number of reasons. Personally, I actually come from a family that was divorced. Um, I come from a family who's um, experienced divorce at every level, from all the way to, from great grandparents to grandparents. Mm. Um and I, I know the damage that it does for um, not just the parents but also the children and as that that damage moves forward. Also, another reason is because professionally, and as, as I've learned through the studies, I know that the family is the foundation of our community. It's the foundation of, of everything. And so if we do not keep strong families, if we continue to have divorce rates like we do now and unfortunately – we have the same divorce rates in the church as we have in our culture. Yes, we do. And what used to be, you know, it used to be stigmatized. It's not, It's not. you know, it's no longer the case. We now have um, any reason can be sufficient for getting a divorce. So whenever you have that kind of um, morality um, not being upheld anymore, when you have that kind of stig- stigma being removed and nobody feels – compelled to keep a commitment anymore, you have that very foundation breaking down and you see it just uh, imploding all over Mm -hmm. the way that it does in society. Uh, You see the children, uh, the outcome with the children being lost and what's happening. So I think strengthening and helping uh, people, even when divorce is happening, Mm -hmm. to understand how we can help the children um, is important. Good.
0: How old were you when your family, when your parents divorced?
1: When they actually had the final divorce, I was about 13, but they had been um, separated for some time. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of in a limbo. Mm -hmm. And and that's important also, I think, for people to understand the damage that happens even before the divorce takes place. Mm -hmm. The way that divorce is handled, how it can be drawn out. Because during the whole time, before, during, and after, the children, depending on what age they are in, they will always feel it. And depending on the stage, they will be more aware of certain things than others. But they never stop, ever stop fantasizing that the parents are going to fix it mm-hmm. and that they're going to get together.
0: Yeah, yeah, good.
1: So, just starting with some of the basics,
0: how does divorce impact children? Let's talk for a minute about young children because I guess it. impacts them in different ways depending on their age. Would that be correct?
1: That is correct. It really does. And studies after study after study has shown that. Um, Depending on what age is that the parents start, you know, having tension and the children start realizing about the tension, and then they actually do have the divorce. You know, um, if the child is very, very young, like you said, that is a time when they are developing their, you know, first of all, before I start saying that, the, the family unit, the parents together in the family unit, is a scaffolding upon which psychological development, physical development, emotional development, cognitive development is all built. So whenever children are very young, they're, go- they're in the stage of trying to create trust. And you know how we always look at little two-year-olds and toddlers are starting to walk. They'll go just a little distance, come back, and be next to the, the caregiver, the primary caregiver. Mm-hmm. And then they'll go a little bit further, and they'll come back. They'll start venturing out a little bit, a little. But whenever you're that young and the family breaks down, everything is fractured, and mm-hmm. mistrust comes right. right away. And they don't know. They don't have the they verbiage.
0: understand it. No. And they and can't communicate No. Anymore.
1: And they'll often regress and go back to behaving even younger than they were before, mm-hmm. and that urge, you know, and that urgency to to get that mistrust—I mean, that dis, uh, that mistrust—to to turn back into trust again.
0: Right. And there's so many different issues, but separation is one of the major issues. Yes. Their dad or their mom is not going to be there, like he
1: or she used to be not right. as often anyway. Right. And they'll often blame themselves. Oh, they'll they think do. that they, they are to blame or they they're, they've done something naughty or something that was uh, the parent that caused the parent to go away. Right. And that is very typical that
0: children think it's their fault. I don't think that's an age issue other than maybe when they're babies. They mm-hmm. they belo- most children yes. of divorced
1: parents seem to think the divorce was somehow their yes. fault and they also feel the need to mend it they feel that they, there's something ah. that they can do to bring the parents back together and as they go on into adolescence we'll also see how that impacts gender differences also come into play at that point because the children uh need their parents at different times a little bit differently the girls in particular as they hit puberty early on need to have a great relationship with their father Mm-hmm. They really, they really need to have a great relationship with their father. This is when they get a sense of value of themselves, a sense of femininity, of being cared for. Um, later on, 16, 17, 18, it's whenever the boys really need their fathers. Mm-hmm. And what happens after divorce is sometimes, and it's typical actually, is even really committed fathers before the divorce suddenly become kind of uncles afterwards. Mm-hmm. And they do what the court mandates mm-hmm. every other weekend holidays, every other holiday, and they don't take an active daily interest in the child. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's critical. That's very, very important. So let's go back. What should parents
0: do when they know a divorce is coming? How should they communicate that to their child? And what are some of the things they need to uh,
1: help the child understand? Well, first of all, always consider the age the age appropriate uh, discussion to have, because what's if you have to uh, divide the children up to to have the discussion, then please do it because you cannot expect a two year old mm-hmm. to understand something that is you're saying that only maybe a thirteen year old can understand. so always come from a point of sin, you want to uh, talk about sin and not being perfect and 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 do tell them we still love you, both of us love you, mm-hmm. you don't have to choose. Between one of us or the other, we both love you, and yes, we're doing this, and we are sorry, and we're you know we we don't mean to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Always, always say that even though this is happening, that our greatest protector is God, and that He loves them even as much as I love you, and I God loves you even more, and He has you even now. So it's important to communicate that to them because sin is in this world. They see us as perfect, but we're not perfect. Uh-huh. We're not. Nobody is. And, you know, demonstrating that to them that you are, you are sad for it because even, even no matter how good our explanation is, the child will feel that, we are yeah. sa- that they are being sacrificed for the, for the parent's happiness. Uh-huh. And that is not going to be um, something that is um, going to necessarily be expressed by the child to mm-hmm. the parent. Um, and, and, and it's at that point because sometimes children, whenever they're told, they're in a state of shock and they don't know how to respond they've never been in this place before right. and so to talk to one parent about it if maybe that parent has they maybe they've seen that that person has cried more uh-huh. but if they don't want that person to not be happy right. they feel so they're hiding
0: their feelings very much times. and they really need to grieve the separation don't very they? much so. and they need to be allowed to do that and they need to be allowed to do that do many divorced parents have their children in counseling?
1: Not as much as they should be. And I love that you asked that question because that's one of the best things that we can do. Um, Years ago, people started saying this statement, and I'm sure you've heard it before, children are resilient, children are resilient. And it's so not true. Um, We say that to make ourselves feel better. Mm -hmm. Or we say it because studies show that girls after divorce tend to fare better academically and emotionally than boys do um, but the truth of it is is that they don't fare well they just aren't allowed to express it or don't know how to express it mm-hmm. and so one of the best things that churches can do or that counsel uh, parents can do is to help their children to feel that they're not the only ones in this position and to uh, uh, to show them that how to discuss these things mm-hmm. with with their parents And not to feel guilty because what ends up happening and it always happens and never goes away, Kay, is that especially with a court mandated 50-50 back Mm. and forth and back and forth is a child enters this parent's, you know, environment and they feel a need to have um, protection Mm -hmm. and they yearn for a connection. So what they'll do sometimes is they will behave in a way or say something that makes them feel like they're betraying the other parent. Mm. And that sense of betrayal continues to grow as they continue to try to bond with one parent when they go to one place, and they continue to feel that they're betraying the other parent. So they, there's this tension, and there's this huge divide that happens with both parents. And what ends up happening is later on, we have this sleep this what we call a sleeper effect. So 5, 10, 15 years down the road, when they are coming into a time of wanting to get married, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, all of these... Feelings and emotions surface, and they are frightened, and they have anxiety, and they push away commitment, and they push away mm-hmm. relationships because they don't want to revisit those feelings again. Yeah,
0: I was looking at some of the research, uh, Wallenstein study. I don't know oh, if you're she's familiar huge with it. Twenty five years. She she followed these children for twenty five years, mm-hmm. and that instead of getting better, many of them uh, still had the same problems and yes. the sup- and the uh, relationship problems. Yes as adults yes. was part of that. So that was very surprising to me. Extremely. Um, and I guess there's been many studies that have shown that.
1: Yes, and um, I teach um, university courses, and one of the courses that I teach, I actually have this as a unit mm-hmm. where we talk about uh, the effects of divorce on children. And they uh, the students are invited to visit four different studies on this um, so they can see that, you know, this is not... A small thing. This is a societal problem. Mm-hmm. And um, it's something that the churches really uh, need to address a little bit better, too, as well. Absolutely. Well, what can parents do or
0: how can they learn to become alert to signs of distress in their children? Anger, mm-hmm. anxiety, and maybe even mild depression, which mm-hmm. I'm sure does surround divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, what What do they
1: need to watch for? Well, academics is always one of the first things. Academics, children will t- typically not be able to concentrate at, at um, school. They'll be fantasizing about things or being having anxiety. Because if, when you think about divorce, all of a sudden a child's whole, whole world has been turned upside down. Mm-hmm. And they live in a, a sense of time that's not it's, – it's so different from adults, right? So now they don't see that this is maybe a temporary situation, that it can get better. So their present, and their future is doomed. It's just doomed. Mm. So when you think about academically, if they start to go down, or they stop socializing, or they become a little defiant, or shut themselves off and isolate themselves into um, into their their room, um, stop talking. Those are little things, but we shouldn't really wait that long. As soon, I believe, I believe, as soon as parents realize they're going to get a divorce get the children into either group therapy with other children that are age and, and make sure you find one that's the same age appropriate, mm-hmm. you know, it's group so the children can learn that this, they're not going through this alone. Uh, or if you, uh, family therapy with the, um, with both parents present. So they can learn how to also communicate yeah. well and not put children in the center. Um, so, these are some of the things I think as soon as parents know that this is the route they have chosen to go into, they need to protect that their children and they need to give them the tools to be able to navigate through this in a way that's going to do the least amount of harm.
0: Good. Good. We're going to come back after I make a few announcements and continue talking about divorce and children. Today Family Shield is giving away beyond divorce and finding peace. To request your free booklet, call the Family Shield Response Center at 1-877-250-8416 or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Don't forget if you email us to give us your complete name and address. Why not consider putting Family Shield Ministry into your will or estate? We have brochures from the LCMS Foundation that explain numerous ways you can do this. Most people want to give the majority of their estate to their family, but many also put a favorite nonprofit ministry into their estate to receive 2, 3, 4, or 5% of it. For more information, contact your lawyer or let us connect you to an LCMS Foundation counselor that specializes in estate planning. Another way you can give a gift to us is through your IRAs the IRS now allows individuals 70 and a half years of age and older to transfer their required minimum distribution directly to a charity and avoid paying the income tax. If you have questions about using your IRA to make a gift, contact your lawyer, CPA, or again a representative of the LCMS Foundation. We also encourage you to share a message, a prayer request, or a donation to support Family Shield Ministries program, which is aired on 53 radio stations throughout the United States. Send your messages to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri 63123. You can also reach us on Facebook or again email us at witness to family at gmail.com. Now I want to go back to our program with Marie-Evette Seltz. And uh, we also want to learn just a little bit right now about the counseling uh, service that she has, Candescent Counseling, Coaching, and Consulting. The website is four c usaorg Tell us a little bit about your work
1: with the counseling. Oh, my goodness. Well, f- in regards to the topic today, one of And this is what I'm most passionate about, actually, is relationship coaching, relationship counseling, um, also uh, group support and psychoeducational groups for for people that are going to get divorced or are divorced uh, to help them to heal and to understand the dynamics that are at play. And to be able to make things a little lighter, because when we think about, Kay, about the, all the feelings that go into divorce. I mean, you can name so many. There's guilt. There's mm-hmm. shame. There's anger. There's fear. There's loneliness. There's rejection. There's all kinds. When parents are feeling that, children are feeling that, times ten. Yeah. And they can't even express it, and they don't have the tools that we have right. because we've lived so much longer. Right. So my job is to do that. <laughs> when I
0: I think going back to your your top the topic, uh, mm-hmm. divorce and children, which is what you just said. Adults have a lot more ability to learn to cope than children do. And the issue is if they don't get to talk about it, they don't want to talk about it with their mom because it might hurt her. They don't want to talk about it with their dad because it might hurt him. Mm-hmm. They need someone to share how they really feel, otherwise they're repressing these exactly. feelings And they always say that you know if you don't get it out, then you get depressed. You do, and children can get depressed. Oh, absolutely, just like anyone else. But um, I want to also switch to another part Mm -hmm. of this, and that is how many parents going through divorce argue and fight, not just when the child isn't around, Mm -hmm. but especially when the child is around. What Mm -hmm. kind of damage? What kind of problems occur? For the child, when the mom and dad fight constantly and use the child kind of
1: in the oh, middle yeah. of it, oh, that's so damaging. First of all, the child feels a sense of hopelessness; mm. they can't do anything; they they feel powerless. And often, and I, I I I'm actually very appreciative that you brought up uh, putting the child in the middle to communicate. Sometimes because the child is going to one Mm -hmm. home to the other. Well, you tell him I said this, or you tell her I said that, or send that child support. The child should never, ever, ever be put in the middle of any situation like that. They are, though. They are, yes. And parents need to allow children to be innocent, allow children to love both parents, Mm -hmm. and not put them in any kind of position where they're witnessing conflict, tension, hearing the mother or father talk about the tension or the spouse and the Mm – Uh, issues that they have with them, they should never, ever, ever, ever speak ill of the other parent Um, in any way, ever, even if they feel it's justified. Sometimes, and I hate to say it, sometimes parents feel like, well, I'm going to hurt the other spouse Mm -hmm. by really telling my child what that person did. I want
0: my child to hate their father. That's the worst thing thing anyone could ever do because it hurts the child. It
1: hurts the child primarily. And it's doing so much damage just to make you feel better at the moment. It's going to continue to move forward because, first of all, that child was born from this individual. Oh, yeah. So everything you're saying about this individual, the child perceives you saying it about them. Mm-hmm. So you can't say things like that. You have to work to be very protective of the child. If you have to speak poorly, go to counseling
0: for yourself. Yeah, and and probably that would help a whole lot of parents that have gotten a divorce because they want to speak to someone about that too. Mm -hmm. A counselor would be so much better than using their child. I think a lot of times, um, especially for children that might be closer to teenage years, I have a niece, two nieces. Mm -hmm. Uh, My sister, her husband got a divorce when they were 12 and 13. Um, And it's a very challenging time, but why is it, uh, Yvette, that it, parents don't think divorce affects their children. Isn't that pretty
1: much across the board what you mm-hmm. hear? Yes, you do. And sometimes I think, especially at that age that you just mentioned, which I happen to be at that age too, mm-hmm. um, they believe that you're aware of what's going on and that, you know, that you're obviously, it's rational. I mean, they, you can see the reason why this would be happening. And they children never want to see that. I mean, you can be arguing right in front of their face and they still are hoping you're going to end it in an embrace. Mm -hmm. So looking at the age again, whenever you're arguing how where is that child of what's happening, um, it's going to create damage. It's not will it, it will. It will. It will. So you have to be intentionally protective. You never stop being a mother. A father never stops being a father. Mm. And, again, at that age, 12, 13, 14 for girls, really need their daddies every day to be really aware of what's going on. And the child should feel like, I don't need to wait till till, you know, next weekend to see my dad and talk to him. Mm -hmm. My daddy's always calling me. I know I'm going to talk to him tomorrow, and I'm going to be able to talk to him about what's bothering me. Yeah.
0: Well, I think another issue um, that – Often once there is a divorce, then there is a remarriage. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. are uh step grandparents, step parents yes. going to two churches, as mm-hmm. we've talked mm-hmm. about sin. Yes. You know, they the child no longer just has one church. Mm-hmm. The child has two churches. And Correct. sometimes they are not at all the mm-hmm. same. No, Maybe it would different. be Roman Catholic and, and Presbyterian, but it might be Muslim and yes. Catholic. It it isn't all it might be One doesn't go to church at all, and the other goes regularly. Just talk for a minute about some of those challenges.
1: Well, it all represents splitting, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, Everything is splitting the child again. And the child already feels that they've been compromised and they've been sacrificed for the happiness of the parent. And you're continuing to put them in this position where they're having to, if the spouse chooses another See, that's another thing. If the mother chooses a spouse that is another denomination other than what the child was before, they're just, again, validating what the child is feeling, that they've been sacrificed for the parent's happiness. Mm -hmm. So this splitting back and forth and back and forth, it's very, you know, the child may not say it to you, but this is because they desperately want your love and they want that connection with you. So they're going to do whatever they have to do, even though they may act out later on. You may see that coming out, especially with boys. Mm -hmm. Um, Boys will do that. Um, very angry with the mother, mm-hmm. um, and it's we we you know we'll tend to say oh they're bad boys or they're this, but it's all because of these things we're doing that we're not aware of. Right. So whenever that you create another family, you go in and you marry another. It's first of, all, it's not ideal. So it's important that the the new spouse is someone that the child actually connects with, and that they make a, the effort to connect with the child. It's not the child's responsibility mm. to connect with that. New person. Mm-hmm. It's the adult's responsibility to knit. and not only the responsibility that this is something they ought to do. They really need to do this if they're making a commitment to that child. Sure, pa- yeah. uh, parent. They need to make that connection. Grandparents need to welcome this child in. Also, mm-hmm. the child's never. It's not going to be comfortable, no matter what. It's not what the child wants. Right. But you have to make it. A, it has to be something that is intentional you have to try very hard and be deliberate about welcoming this child into the family. Right.
0: Early on, you talked about when you talk to the child, let them know sin exists in the world and yes. that we are not perfect. We sin. And and divorce is a result often of sins in both parents' lives. Correct. You know, just issues. Nobody knows why there's many, many reasons why divorce happens, mm-hmm. but to, uh, come back as we kind of conclude the program to talk a little bit about the importance mm-hmm. of what we try to do on this program to help people that listen to know Christ mm-hmm. and to grow in his word. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, touch a little bit on our faith in Christ and yes. why it's so important. And I'm glad we're
1: ending with this because this is the most important of all. It is, it is the most important. If you weren't doing it before, first of all, you want, Um, to continue, there's so much more we can talk about on this, but I guess, um, first of all, if keeping as much stability as you can for the child is important. And one of those things that helps to stabilize, uh, that is, uh, the, the union that the child and connection the child feels with the parents. So both parents need to make a commitment to constantly pray with their children. Mm, constantly pray with the children and ask for healing of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. forgiveness of Christ and to constantly reaffirm the fact and it is a fact that Christ loves them more than anything else in this world will always even though the parents have failed them and the parents have failed them Christ will not and he has not and the victory is won and they can heal and they are not tainted and they are not defective they are still perfect in him mm-hmm. and you need to we need to verify that over and over and keep that Prayer time going and that time of church going, not just going to church, because that's not enough. You know, prayer time, talking about it, inviting the Holy Spirit to come into the heart to heal. That is critical. Okay,
0: very good. It's so important that uh, we also help the parents understand that they, too, are forgiven for anything that they did that was wrong. Because uh, sometimes the divorce Uh, happens, and then down the road they realize, you know, maybe I should have worked a little harder to make this marriage work. That's typical. It it does happen. Our time is just about up. I just want to reintroduce my guest, Marie-Evette Seltz. And uh, uh, Candescent Counseling, Coaching, and Consulting is the ministry that she works with. Um, If you'd like to learn more about Family Shield Ministries, go to our website at www.candescent.com. FamilyShieldMinistries.com. I want to just reiterate what she just said at the end, and that is we need to pray with our children. We need to pray with our spouses. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need to ask the Lord to forgive us every day. Yes. He's there waiting for us, and he will forgive us. Yes. Uh, ho- I'm glad you listened today. Thank you so much, and uh, we invite you to join us again next time. This is Kay Meyer with Family Shield.